Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a rapper, the founding father, and the basic legal idea of ownership. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. So back in 99, uh, I enjoyed some popular music. I am kind of a dinosaur now, but back in the day, junior, senior in high school, I, you know, kind of had my finger on the pulse of, you know, pop culture. Anyway, Eminem, white rapper, fantastic artist, came out with a couple albums talking smack about his mom, Debbie. Debbie got really upset by this. And it was my understanding back in the 90s that Eminem actually got sued by Debbie for ownership of his inspiration and ideas and somehow got some royalties out of him. And that really made me think back in even the 90s, like, well, gosh, man, I mean, can't you be inspired by anything? It's really hard to pin down where your inspiration came from. And even if you could make the argument like, well, he only sang that song because I did this or because he was thinking about me. So technically... I was the foundation for that idea, and therefore I own part of it. Even if you could make that argument, I'm like, how does this work out in the legal world? But again, it really made me consider immediately, okay, well, what's ownership? Who's actually owning things, right? I mean, Eminem saying the song, does his mom own it? Does he own it? And who owns his ideas? Even if he didn't sing the song, even if he didn't make money from it, well, did his mom own her inspiring actions or did Eminem own the ideas of those actions? What was it? I didn't know. I was very confused. Turns out I was absolutely wrong. She did not sue him for royalties. She sued him for defamation, which is obviously something completely different. He talked trash about Debbie. Debbie got upset about it and sued him and I think got like $20,000 or something. But the idea never left my head. Who owns an idea, right? Even, even this idea of ownership, I can trace it back to when I was in high school and thought of this. So technically, Eminem inspired this idea and the drama between Eminem and Debbie made me think of this. So do I own that idea? And I started kind of worrying about this recently. Somebody asked where I got my different ideas for these little chats. And I said, well, like truthfully, I kind of put them together from a lot of different things. And very unfortunately, I have a dynamite memory. So every time I have a little chat, I can actually pin down several different motivations and inspirations and ideas that all came together to give me this idea. So in a way, I'm kind of more just like a sounding board for the stimulus that I received. Thomas Jefferson also had a similar kind of problem. When he was writing the Declaration of Independence, obviously the U.S. was not really the U.S. yet, but the colonies were being overrun. It was a huge problem. Britain was coming to squash us, you know, because these little rebellious, uh, you know, colony people were, were going to not pay them taxes anymore. And that was a big problem. And, you know, justifiably they were mad because they did spend an enormous amount of money on defense for the, you know, back in the day United States. And then we just ditch when we're trying to get or excuse me, when they were trying to get paid back. But I digress. The point is, they're getting overrun. And Thomas Jefferson has to write this Declaration of Independence, which is an enormously famous document and wonderful for the United States and, and said a lot of great things that haven't really been put down in writing yet. Now, obviously, the man had his flaws, right? I mean, the, 
the founding fathers were slave owners, terrible people, misogynists, fine. But let's just talk about his ideas. The ideas for the Declaration of Independence, did he come up with those on the spot? Absolutely not. Thomas Jefferson had all kinds of different philosophers and all kinds of different drafts of, uh, for instance, the Virginia Constitution and his own writings, Causes and Necessities. He had lots of different information that he could draw from to make the Declaration of Independence. And since then, historians have really thought, okay, well, who owns the ideas of the Declaration of Independence? Because it's very easy to point to Jefferson and say, okay, well, he wrote it. He wrote this down. These ideas are, are Thomas Jefferson's. But is that really fair if he drew a little bit from Locke, if he drew a little bit from previous writings, like is he a plagiarist? Where are the, these ideas coming from and who actually owns them? Now, that's a really famous document. Credit is given to Jefferson. But I think it is actually important to think about, well, who owns this? Now, this all really came to a head with me, primarily because it's very hard for me to get to forget things. So if you talk to artists, or if you talk to, let's say musicians, okay? Musicians have to be very careful with what they listen to, because frequently, like you had a, a problem with Vanilla Ice and um, I believe it was Queen. Vanilla Ice got a beat it stuck in his head from a different song and then made it his own and, be, and became super famous because the beat that he took was really awesome, but it was very, very close to the inspired source, right? So Queen had this beat and it was fantastic. And again, Vanilla Ice took that and made millions and millions of dollars. So did Queen own the beat? Well, the problem with artists, sometimes they hear things and they forget about it. If I had that in my life, if I could be inspired by something and forget about it, I wouldn't worry about it at all. For instance, if I had this idea of ownership stuck in my head, but I had no idea where the original thought came from, I would be fine. I would not be talking to this microphone right now because I wouldn't care. I just say, oh, gosh, what an amazing idea I had, or I have. Unfortunately, it's not the way it is. I know exactly where I thought of this. It was about 20 years ago. I remember sitting in my friend Brad's house, having this thought, and here I am 20 years later, having the thought again. So I can't forget where I got this information from. So I don't have plausible deniability. Oh, I don't remember. I must have thought of it on my own. So where does that leave us? If I have these ideas and I'm talking to this microphone and I'm spouting these ideas, but I know where the ideas came from, am I just a hack? Do I actually not own them? And that's where we have to get down to the basic ideas of ownership. Possession is nine-tenths of ownership. So if I have an idea in my head, whatever it may be, and that idea is formed by 10 different sources, bouncing around, life experience, little ditties in the news, whatever it is, Let's say that idea is in my head. I possess that idea, and it's great. I have it in there, kicking around, a little suitcase, packed away. The second I let that idea out into the world, I no longer own that idea. It's impossible. That idea might leave my lips, go into this microphone, hit you in the head, and it may spawn some fantastic, amazing series of events and thoughts that lead you to go on and do something. 
I don't own it anymore. You own that idea now. And as random as this may seem, we're seeing this play out on a worldwide level on the internet with people coming up with ideas, putting them out there, and then them those ideas especially spawning children and like children ideas off of the parent idea and then who who actually owned the original idea but i think that's the great thing about the internet because the internet forgets there's so much information that it both simultaneously forgets because it's impossible to track and it never forgets because you always have these things stored up that's the amazing thing about it so you could have you know, a hundred thousand TikTok videos and somebody gets inspired and then goes and makes another hundred videos or somebody else gets inspired and makes another hundred videos. So what we're seeing with these merging of ideas and people relinquishing ownership to their ideas and inspirations in their head and being able to disseminate it is the birth of all of these different concepts and different creative endeavors. I mean, just look at the TikTok app. It's amazing that people thought like, oh, let's just put these little videos and this little music together. And the things people are coming up with really are amazing. It's a beautiful thing. But we need to be careful because the second we start trying to claim ownership of these ideas, it's going to be just a mass onslaught of lawsuits and and issues that we will never get past. We already have that with with intellectual property. And and justifiably, you know, Apple comes up with something and somebody steals it. Yeah, you should go after them. But in the world of the internet, in the world of social media, if people start trying to put things out and then say, this is mine, you can never, ever, ever think of this again or never spawn something off of this, we're all done. Nobody would share. That's not what's happening yet. People are sharing freely. Nobody's trying to own something that they put out into the world. And it should be that way. It should continue to be that way. Again, nine-tenths of ownership. And if you let that idea out of your head, you don't own it anymore. And that's what's creating all these different and varied ideas. And that's why the internet, one of the reasons why the internet is so amazing So come up with your ideas. Enjoy your ideas. Nurture your ideas. Put them out into the world. And then come up with new ideas. The world is filled with ideas. Come up with new ones. Let the other ones go. I hope this small little podcast puts a spark in your head, gives you an idea. I hope you use it. Because tomorrow I'm going to come up with another idea. And I hope this one leads you into the weekend with an even better idea. And on that note, go out and crush it. Thanks for listening.